This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Here's a Brazil update from my son, Matthew. The first week of February should be prime time for soybean harvest in Mato Grosso, but things are far from normal. Overall, Brazil has harvested only about 2% so far, compared to 10% last year. In Mato Grosso, they are about 5% complete, when they usually have over 25% harvested by this time. I have some videos circulating of major crop damage from too much rain in Paraná, soybeans germinating in pods, immature beans, etc. It is hard to say how widespread that it is, but from what I saw, there was not much protein value. The rate of harvest typically increases exponentially as the bulk of the harvest takes place during February. However, much of this will get pushed back into March, which puts a major question mark on how much second crop corn will really be planted. Second crop corn should ideally be planted by February 20th. Best case scenario, only 50% of the soybean crop will be out by then, maybe less. In the past, some producers plant corn into early March, knowing that they'll take a yield hit. Granted, farmers will likely push the limits again as corn prices are favorable. However, at what point does it become counterproductive? We know rainfall tends to decline in April and May in Brazil, so it seems risky to expect farmers to want to try to keep on planting into late March. USDA has pegged Brazil's corn crop at 109 million metric tons. That won't happen. Their first crop is estimated at 24 million metric ton, so that would mean that they would have to produce 85 million, which would be a record second crop to reach the USDA target. They usually produce 70 to 75. What this means is that take the U.S.-Brazil corn production estimate with a grain of salt, as they haven't even gotten the second crop in the ground, and the first crop was a dud. It could easily drop 10 million metric ton. It was also pointed out that with Brazil's first crop coming in at 24 million metric ton, and knowing that they consume 36 million ton in the first half of the year, they will come in about 12 million metric ton short. Where are they going to import from for the difference? Matthew said he would sell him his for $6 a bushel. That should keep propping up domestic corn prices for the time being. Here's a question. Do you really think that after all the success that China's had stealing the 2020 crops from U.S. farmers, they would do something to devalue it? They are buying 543 corn, Chicago Board of Trade, and turning that into 1088 corn on the Dalian. They, of course, have to deduct for freight, but they are buying U.S. corn at half price to their own. They can afford the freight. I do not think that they are going to give it back. China is not alone in buying U.S. corn. There's a lot of growing sense around the world that the U.S. carryover is the reserve. They still want to own corn at this price. Local corn basis levels narrowed this week on the weakness in the Chicago Board of Trade. I said I expected the basis and the Chicago Board of Trade price to still improve. And users are eventually going to need to come after and bid for what farmers have left stored in the bins. I think that our local basis should eventually go premium to Chicago. Export buyers are outbidding domestic buyers at this point. Eventually, I expect domestic buyers to panic. No one has rationed anything yet, and lower prices will discourage that. On the hogs, the month of February will be more winter-like than seen thus far. Talking to some folks out east, they were busy digging out. 
I would expect that would complicate product movement and cause some demand. The cutout was weaker. That was due to bellies. They actually need more bellies put away in the freezer for next summer. They spent time under a dollar previously, which is when they are valued well for the freezer. Further weakness in bellies should find freezer demand. Funds appeared to be getting long lean hogs. High-priced corn begets high-priced livestock, but they have to trim production first. While the dollar has firmed from recent lows, it is still 7% lower than it was a year ago at this time. The divergence between the cash hog and product markets would not do packer margins any good. Lean hog futures are betting that the pork prices will rise. Packers are taking political heat for the impact of COVID on their workforce, which understandably knocked them for a loop as plants closed last spring. They have recovered operations since. The Biden administration is going to be more sensitive to worker conditions. It's not in the Packers' interest to have sick workers, and most companies have hired an entire new department of healthcare practitioners that is tasked with keeping them healthy. Packers are pushing to get their workforce vaccinated as essential workers. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.